This is the Love and Sex Unfiltered Podcast. Hosted by licensed marriage and family therapist and certified Gottman Method couples therapist, Sonia Jensen. Let's dive into the unfiltered side of what it takes to create communication, intimacy, and chemistry, not just in relationships with a partner, but the relationship you have with you. Here's your host, Sonia Jensen. Welcome to another session of the Love and Sex Unfiltered podcast. I'm your host, Sonia Jensen. And I'm your other host, Sonia Jensen Jr., <laughs> a.k.a. Ophelia Kinnersley. You're hilarious. Thank you. Did you know Eric says every time I say you're hilarious, he said you learned that from Ophelia. And I was like, no, I didn't. Bitch learned it from me. Damn. <laughs> We don't have to be bitches. We are here to raise each other up. Remember what Erica said. (laughs) (laughs) I wanted to help lead a podcast because Mm -hmm. I actually have something I want to talk about with you. I'm so curious. Yeah. So I would like to know if you know anything about safe porn. Have you ever heard of this? No, but why don't you tell me what it is? So traditional porn, which is, can be guys on guys, girls on girls, male, female, you know, whatever configuration that you have. But it is showing a lot of like thrusting, anal penetration, mouth. And sometimes people look at that as harsh. What safe porn is starting to do is just be more educational. Sometimes that even that sexual act that they are doing, it could be like a tantric thing with like breathing deep and making your environment sexual. Maybe you don't understand what conolingus, which is oral play, is for a woman. And it will give you like in-depth things of like, here are the pressure points of the labia and the inner walls of the vagina, where to put your tongue, where to put your mouth, where to put your hands. Nice. Right? Because it's not like my vagina came with a guidebook. Like, hi. It didn't? Girl. Well, it did for me when I learned how to play with it. Totally different podcast. We'll talk about that later. So, but just giving more understanding of sexual desires. But porn itself, I'm using air quotations, is a very taboo subject to speak about. Yeah. So now you're hearing words like safe porn. And then the next topic is OnlyFans accounts. So can you or do you suggest porn when you are talking to your clients? Ooh, loaded question. Okay. So let's start with your first question. Like safe porn. How do I start with that? Okay. How about the idea that most people learn about sex through watching porn? Okay. Because usually if you're in our age bracket or older, nobody sat down and talked to you about like when you're a teenager, it's not like your parents sat down and said, this is what how you go down on a dude or right. this is how you go down on a girl or this Vice is Vice versa if you like what, a girl. <laughs> this is what sex is and, and this is how you do it and this is how you explore it more and like masturbation is totally great and you need to learn yourself first. Most of us never had that conversation, right? right. So our friends taught us, movies taught us, porn taught us. And I think what we're realizing, there's a lot of back and forth politically about how open we should be about having sex educational classes in schools or in public education, right? If we don't have that, where do we learn it from? Right. And there's a lot of people that have a lot of misunderstandings about what sex is, how to do it, and they're very nervous about it, or they become very hypersexual and hyper-focused on a type of sex, Mm -hmm. right? So I do think the idea of utilizing porn for education, it's already happening. Mm -hmm. It's been happening. 
So actually having porn performers, and that's what they are, they're Mm -hmm. performers, teach very basic things about sex Mm -hmm. so that you can have an enhanced sex life with yourself or with your partner, I think is a very healthy thing. Okay. I also think that we could do better at educating our kids, which we will have another podcast coming out Mm -hmm. on that with the lovely Heather McPherson, who started uh, the Sexual Health Alliance, which is where I got my sexuality therapy certification and training. I also think that healthy sex education prevents pregnancy, prevents Mm -hmm. STDs, and helps people feel more confident in what consent is. And so I think safe porn, it sounds like, is trying to do just that. It's trying to trend in, I mean, there are women, I know a girl, and she teaches women how to perform oral sex on men. Yeah. Because you think you know, right? Yeah. Like you watch Sex in the City and Samantha did something and it sounds great. And then you go and try it on your partner and it's like, no, ow, no. <laughs> don't like, use teeth. Don't <laughs> use teeth. And you, there's a way that you hold the shaft. I could probably teach the class. You probably could. I probably could. But I mean, there is a way to do things. And I think it's just such a taboo thing to, I mean, I don't sit around talking about my girlfriends like, did you give him a blowjob this week? Like, that's probably never on the agenda. Unless you're so. talking with me. Even <laughs> us, no. we don't talk about no, we that. we don't talk about Because I don't mind. I know you, that's not your thing. Like, it's fine. What do you mean that's not my thing? I thought you said that's not your thing. It's not my thing. That's not your shtick. So. Sh- I mean, do I have to do it? Yeah, for He's sure. a CEO, <laughs> Christmas and Easter only. So... <laughs> Right. You better earn it. (laughs) Right. And I have no problem because it's leading up to something more. But if I really think like back to being sexual at 16 years old, don't tell anybody I just said that. But I wasn't going to put a dick in my mouth at 16. Like, (laughs) what? Did you just pee? Now you want to put that in my mouth? Dude, get out of here. And now I'm like, oh, look at you. So great. Like, I can make it big. I can make it small. Another podcast. (laughs) But it's great because I know what the end result to that is. But I had to learn that on my own. Right. And I had to watch the hardcore porn where I'm like, why don't I have somebody saying, do this, try this, do that. And that's where the safe porn is coming in. It is very, try it like this, blow on it like this, do it like this. Very instructional learning where your erogenous zones are. And if you Mm -hmm. can touch them at the right motion, at the right tempo and speed, you can have orgasm, non-penetrational. Yeah, for sure. So things like that. How would you introduce something like that to your partner and then not make them feel less than because there's such a taboo behind Well, I think that's a really important question because there's actually a good amount of research articles out there that have studied the effects of porn on monogamous long-term relationships, right? And it's it usually does the most damage to a person when they're hiding it and doing it without the consent of their partner, okay. right? Which happens all the time. But using it together actually shows an increase in marital satisfaction or relationship satisfaction through these different studies that I've read and learned about as I was doing the certification program. I think it goes back to you always have to talk to your partner. But again, most people use porn as their way of understanding what healthy sex is. Mm-hmm. And they use it as a way to feel less alone if they have a kink or a fetish or a desire that they don't want to talk about with their partner. But I think for education purposes, 
I think there's a lot of really great resources out there. There's even comic books about it. I wish I could come up with the name. I'll have to find it. But you can find a lot of different educational tools on how to give a great blowjob or how to go down on your female partner or what are the best positions and how to do it. I mean, think of the Kama Sutra. Somebody got that for me on my <laughs> at my wedding shower. So I was like, what's this? Because my pastor told us that we could only be facing each other. And that's what was biblical. And I didn't even know what that meant. Not the hole in the sheet. Not the hole in the sheet. Mm-hmm. At least we didn't just have the hole in the sheet. That, mm, that's good. That's deep. That's deep. So I think that what we are trying to accomplish is because of the deficit in the sexual health education out there Mm -hmm. or the access to it. And even as a counselor in my early years, when I was working for, you know, different organizations, I would find that a lot of people didn't have basic information about sex or they were leaving it up to the imagination. So Usually when I'm talking to couples, I'm trying, every couple is unique. So I'm trying to understand like why they're having sexual difficulties. If it's because I'm afraid of trying oral sex. And there is a lot of people that are afraid of doing it and don't Mm -hmm. even try it because one, they don't know how to, and it kind of grosses them out Mm -hmm. to even think about it. Right. And I think people are learning now that what we have once been afraid of, there's access to resources that make it a little more acceptable, acceptable. Mm -hmm. Right. So when I'm talking to a couple and I'm realizing, usually I bring up the conversation about porn when a couple is really struggling with the monotony of their sexual relationship, right? They have kind of played out every scenario that they're okay with. Mm -hmm. There's been not a whole lot of emphasis on slowing down and learning themselves individually, Mm -hmm. or they do it very separate, Right. right? And there's a lot of lies, Or, you know, they just, especially female partners, but men, it happens too as well as like they just lose that kind of brain connection to sex. Mm -hmm. And you really do have to be thinking about your body being visually stimulated Mm -hmm. to even get turned on, Mm -hmm. right? So viewing it together and creating that safe environment and finding that matches the type of sex that you would like to be having as an educational resource. And I think that gets to your OnlyFans kind of question, which is, you know, OnlyFans, I can't say that I've spent any time on the website, but I think there's a lot of really unique opportunities for education on there. I know the guest that we interviewed a few weeks ago, Erica, she has an OnlyFans account where she does a lot of educational stuff on anal sex and masturbation and things like that. So I think you have to think about one, why you're needing to look at porn. Right. You have to think too, like what comes up for me when I think about looking at porn? Am I nervous about how my partner will view me? Does it make me feel gross and like I'm going to go to hell for doing this? Does it just make me feel like a voyeur and I don't like that? Right. You know, there are some people that are just not turned on by porn and are very against it, but there's different types Trips of porn. Like all porn isn't video Visual. and yeah. visual, right? I mean, there are books, yeah. there are flashcards, there yeah. are audio. Audio. There's, yes. there's an app called Dipsy, I believe a client told me about where you can go on there and pick the type of audible sexual story. And then you get to create the vision in your head. Mm-hmm. 
And there's tons of different unique opportunities on there to try different things. So it's like erotica books? Yeah. Okay. Or just the, like it's it's erotic storytelling. So it's okay. not necessarily reading a book, but playing out a scene. So okay. if you don't want to watch other people, you can listen and it can stimulate your brain. Right. I think you have to find what works for you, but also... Be curious instead of judgmental. If you Mm. get turned on in a certain way or your partner gets turned on in a certain way, you need to be talking to each other about that with an open-ended curiosity and without judgment. Um, Neither one of you can grow if you feel judged by each other. Right. Trying new things doesn't mean that that's setting a new standard. It's just trying something. And then you need to talk about it afterwards and say, you know, what was that like for you? Did you like that? What parts of it did you not like? What parts of it made you feel uncomfortable, but that you still wanted to try? Right. What are you finding you still want to learn about? So overall, it's really important to try something, check in with it. Mm -hmm. And if something doesn't work once, it can work later if you would like it to. Going through the idea of using porn or erotic material in your relationship can be a very healthy thing as long as people are on the same page. Okay. And if you're really uncomfortable, start with something different. Maybe do the role play yourself or read a passage out of a book that you really like. That's what I was going to ask you. Like, how do you think erotic play plays into masturbation? Because obviously you can't tell your husband or a partner what your needs are if you haven't met them for yourself. So do you think this erotic play can kind of unlock a pathway for you sexually, like you start to stimulate yourself and then, okay, I like this. Now I can use this as a gateway to express to my 100%. partner. 100%. But if your partner consistently talks down to you, makes fun of you, doesn't make you feel safe, and there's other issues around communication in the relationship, you're less likely to invite them into your erotic place. Because you don't feel safe with them. Right. Um, so you like even if you were to bring porn into the relationship, that would – you would need to have a lot of conversations and a lot of trust okay. and the ability to feel like you can give and revoke consent okay. as it feels good and comfortable for you. And you have a partner that's willing to do the same. Right. There are a lot of good research journal articles out there that talk about the use of porn in long-term relationships and how it can spur intimacy and make it even better. Again, where it hurts relationships is if you're hiding it and doing it solo. I think that's where the biggest thing for me comes up is because I was just always taught like you're supposed to hide and do yeah. it in the dark and yeah. you don't talk about it. But learning like there is a tool out there that can truly help you. I want to tell people like, hey, have a look at this, but it's still such a taboo it is. subject to introduce to a friend you know, right. that I trust that I know is having some sexual issues yeah. in their relationship. and mm-hmm. so. How can I, as a woman, feel safe to my other woman friends and tell them about something like For this? For sure. And I just remember the name of the comic. You did. What is it called? Oh, Joy Sex Toy. Oh, Joy Sex Toy. And they just have series and series of series about different questions people ask about sex. And they put it in comic book form so that you can see illustrations and it's step-by-step guides. And I think that's a wonderful way, one, to teach to adolescents or young adults as well. And it gives parents ideas about how to talk to their kids. It's not like actual graphic pictures. Do you know what I'm saying? It's in comic book Tron form. And so you can decide which ones you're comfortable with. But it can also just spur conversation. So I think, and with other people, like 
sex is such a taboo topic. Porn, masturbation, all that stuff is a taboo topic. And I might not know everything there is to know about all those things, but I do know that the place to start growing when it comes to your level of intimacy and communication around these topics is to try for yourself. And to when you notice judgment coming in, I usually stop, like I will judge myself or if I judge another person, right, for doing a certain thing, I just, I'm just noticing Mm -hmm. that I judge that. That's interesting. And I put an I'm just noticing there as a way to, to take out the shame of an experience so that I can ask myself, I wonder why that feels good. Or I wonder why seeing Roger Jean Page on Bridgerton is so, I know, I need to rewatch it. I can't help myself. He's on the Calm app. He I know. You. I'm like, I'm going to invest bedt- in this. If he reads me a bedtime story, I doubt I'll be falling asleep. But anyways. What? <laughs> That's how my night sounds, Samantha. (laughs) Right. So you've got to find what works for you and be curious. But a lot of women I hear from find themselves turned on sexually when their partner is not there. Okay. And when they're watching a show. Okay. That's usually when most women tend to feel sexually turned on. I see that happening. Mm -hmm. Like it's still very private. I don't want to talk to you about that. Topic. I don't masturbate in front of my husband. Yeah, I don't. You I don't just either. found this out on the podcast. I'm pretty sure I've told you this already. <laughs> so if he's listening to it. <laughs> right. Well, I know this is a topic that we can continue to explore, but because the vacuum has gone on in my house and my amazing cleaning service is here, we are going to end this. But again, Ojoy Sex Toy is a great place to start for educational resources. Just looking up safe, safe porn on Google. And seeing those options there. And again, just putting in, I'm just noticing this instead of a judgment. And we can continue this conversation on Facebook. We can. Thank you so much for listening. There you have it. If this episode hit home for you, take a second to share it with a friend, screenshot it and share it on Instagram or leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. If you want to learn more tips and stay connected with Sonia, follow her on Instagram at the Sonia Jensen. And if you want to find more information, you can check out her website at www.sonyajensen.com. Until next time, remember, stay real, stay unfiltered, and dig deep.